Station. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. I said, tell me what's really going on. Trizzy back up in this thing, I'm ready. What's happening? Gone for surgery, but now I'm back again. I'm about my paper like my paper like a scratch and win. World yes, Series sir. attitude, champagne bottle like yes, nothing sir. ever changes. So tonight is like tomorrow. Good morning. I will have a model. Good afternoon, whatever you want to call it. Good morning, uh, good middle of the morning to you. It's any given fun day, and let's start off this show the right way. Congratulations to my dude, Eric Hanneman, for moving on from 104.5, the team here. Well, sitting Sportside Sunday right now, but in the in the coming days, uh, you know, closing that out with Roger and and moving on to bigger and better. So, you know... It's crazy to finally say that we're now the only show here on Sundays, uh, and it comes with great responsibility, let's say. I think we're ready for it. Yeah, I think we're ready. We've only been here a few months, but yeah, 100%, like um, like you said, congrats to Eric on everything moving forward. I know he's going to do do great down there in Bristol for ESPN, so uh, 100% deserved. I've only known the guy for a few months, but listening to him, even just the you know hour we have uh, before we come out on Sunday has been... Been a pleasure. A great dude. A great guy. Great dude. And he's helped me a lot through a lot of things. Been uh, here for a while too, so. You know, long time. Five years. Five and some change, I think it was here. So, you know, it's well due. It's well due. So congratulations to him. And, uh, you know, just a phenomenal job here, Eric, if you're listening still, man. Um, and, you know, hopefully we connect, you know, a lot in the future because you're a great dude and appreciate you. Um, but here we are. Sunday, January 9th. Any given fun day, Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, Kobe Brickner here, doing a great job producing, helping us out, fixing everything that we mess up. And here we go. We got the the last week of football here this week, week 18. The Albany Firewolves win. The Knicks had a big win the other night with an RJ Barrett three. There's a national championship game on Monday night. There's a lot to discuss here. So let's start breaking it down. And I think let's begin with, with the local, right? Albany Firewolves get their first win as the Firewolves, as the Albany Firewolves, if you want to say. In the new MVP arena, might In you add. In the new MVP arena, 10-5 to 5 over the Saskatchewan Rush. What a great name. Dude, I'm telling you, the whether it's minor league baseball or the outside, you know, not top three, four sports, have the best names in sports. 100%. Okay. I mean, that's a that's an interesting take. Um, but I think above Thanks, all... Bananas. What? Savannah Bananas. Yeah. Kobe just said it in minor league. There you go. Um, I think more than anything, though, you have to say that it was a pretty dominant win. 10-5, to 5, I think that's like a hearty win, right? Um, they score in the first 12 seconds. They just come out looking a little bit different than they did the first time. Um, I was impressed. Obviously, me or you weren't there at the game, uh, but watching some highlights, you know, kind of filling myself in as I took a, a night to myself to just kind of... You know, get the head right, all that good stuff. Everybody needs them. Um, I had a lot of the fans from Fun Day messaging me and just keeping me in the loop, saying saying they missed us there and stuff, so that was pretty cool. Um, but I'm impressed. I think it was a matter of time before this team figured it out, and people forget, too, that this team wasn't just this fresh roster that just came out of nowhere, and it was built off of free agents. Like This was a team the new in New England— Right, that just moved here. That's all. Mm-hmm. So it's still a high level team. They're still a really good team when they were playing elsewhere. So it's just moving that team. So maybe there was just a a, a little growing pains of moving. 
uh, just figuring stuff out, or maybe it was just a bad week, a couple weeks, and here we are. They get they catch it up. Yeah, I think a new start anywhere you go, even when your team changes locations, no matter what sport it is, it's going to be difficult on the team and on the ownership, you know, to make sure that you're getting the as many fans as you had in the, in the last arena, promoting it just as good. And then, you know, there's high expectations in the area for you to come out and play well. That's That's just how it is because... We don't have as many sports as you would want around the capital region as it is. So when something new comes, you're hoping that they're going to be a good team that everybody can just go and watch and, and have something else to do in your free time. And finally, after, you know, a rough two games, that you, like you said, and not even just one goal in the first 12 seconds, two goals in the first 39 seconds by this team. Um, and also Doug Jameson was sharp with 31 saves as well. So all around when they've looked or when they've struggled offensively in their first two games, we didn't really see that team uh, this past Saturday. And it's a good start and a good stepping stone going forward for this team. Sure. And uh, you know it's always a good thing, too, when the NOL, the official NOL page on Twitter, uh, tweets out, after a huge bounce-back effort, the Albany Firewolves might just be a team to watch for Ooh. in 2022. So, see how they got their first W ever. Uh, you know, first ever W. Whatever. Yeah, being the Firewolves. Being the being Firewolves. The Firewolves. But uh, that's promising, right? So that means that, you know, they're turning some heads. And uh, if anything, right, take the dub, but also take it as if you're a Capital Region sports fan, you have no reason not to go now, right? <laughs> now they prove that they can win. And I think that's important. I get people don't want to go see a losing team. They're not losing anymore. So now they've won. Now you have no excuse but to go watch a game. Exactly. And hey, maybe you'll like it because I really liked it. I liked the music playing the whole time. I thought I think it was a good time. Yeah, it was an upbeat time. Um, like I, Like you said, I, I just think... Why not give it a shot? Why not? What's the worst that happens? You don't like it? You don't go again. Yeah. You like it? You go, you go again. Yeah. It's you found funny. a new hobby. Yeah. Looking for a new hobby? It's like math, right? Um, There's a math equation that you know likey, you know goey. You likey, you goey again. I think I learned that in geometry. Yeah. Might have been pre-calc, not sure. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, so that was the Albany Firewolves once again, ten to five win over the Saskatchewan Rush in their first. You could uh, say Saskatchewan a hundred times, and I wouldn't get tired of it. Yeah, it's a good name. It's a good name. <laughs> You're right. Um, but congratulations to those guys. MVP Arena getting a, a nice uh, warm welcome there from the Firewolves catching a dub. So that's good stuff. Um, let's touch quickly on two other things here in this segment. Um, let's go Knicks real quick, and then we'll close out with some national championship stuff but Knicks had a huge win the other night and I think it just had, it had to be brought up right we're we're the home for New York sports here 1045 the team so you have to you have to throw in some New York Knicks positivity when there is some especially in a in an up and down bounce around season that it, that's been for the New York Knicks uh so if anybody didn't watch that they played the Celtics a few nights ago and had a 25 point comeback the largest Knicks comeback I believe since 2004 wow and that's a stat. Led by Evan Fournier, of course, R.J. Barrett with one of those shots that you won't forget for a while. Um, solid play from really the whole team and just a group effort. Uh, but Fournier lit the lit the court on fire. Uh, I think he had 40, 41. 41. Yeah, 15 of 25. 10 of 14 from three. That's, that's, that un, that's what we call modern-day unconscious. That's Evan Fournier in his baguette. Yes. There you go. Perfect. Um but I was very impressed with that. I was impressed with just the Knicks' resilience, right? Just finding ways to keep come back and fight, and and of course, you got it. You got to give the love to RJ Barrett. Great shot, and I feel like RJ's built for those moments. I've stuck by RJ for as long as uh, 
as we've done this podcast together, and he's been he's been relevant. I, I love him, and I think he's going to keep developing into a greater player. And getting shots like that, Ray, not only proves himself, but it also ups his confidence. Well, and yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, right, is you have a guy in Evan Fournier who's higher than everybody, and you know you think that's where the ball's going if you're you know, a player or a coach on the Celtics, and then you still have the confidence to even give RJ the ball in that situation when he's not having the best game, right? He's not out there, you know, shooting the lights out. He was four fifth or uh yeah, three of fourteen before that shot from the field. And so, you go yeah, out he's not and having a great night. And it's not feeding the hot hand. No, but he somehow he's clutch. And I think that's something that the Knicks need going forward. And like you said too, anytime even with the Knicks in general, anytime New York and Boston are playing each other, I think it's it's a good game. it's right yeah. that it's brought up. Yeah. So you know uh, hopefully that can start turning the Knicks in the right direction. Uh, l- like I said, though, impressive win. And it's really just a confidence builder for a team that really needs it right now. Uh, so many question marks regarding the team, whether it be what to do with Julius Randle, if he's not going to get back to that consistent uh, Julius Randle that we saw last season, um, you know, developing your younger players, Obi Toppin quickly, RJ Barrett, stuff like that. They just, they're in a lot of different directions right now. Uh, so impressive win for those guys. And uh, anything else on the Knicks? Um, actually, I'm going to go with the Celtics real quick, just because you know they're another team and they're a local local ish team, I should yeah, say. Yeah, sure. Jason Tatum needs help, or something needs to go to happen with that team. I don't know how this team is. What are they? 18 and 21 right now. Yeah. And I don't know how the Knicks are 19 and 21. There's something that, like you said, there's promise with the Knicks, and they're still getting to know. But two years ago, we were talking about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being the best duo in the NBA. In three, three, four years, and that was two, three years ago. And they still aren't dominating the NBA yet. And Jason Tatum had 36, but the rest of the team, all you really had was Dennis Schroeder and and an okay game from Marcus Martin, Jalen Brown. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, that is something that Jason Tatum's starting to realize, too. Uh, he He had an interview the other day, and he basically said he came out and he was like, I need to reevaluate how how much I appreciated making the, like he almost expected to make to win all those basketball games when he was really young, right? Uh, of course he's still really young, mm-hmm. but when he was like 19, 20, he had Isaiah Ty, you know, all these different had, guys. Yeah, Kyrie, I mean, and, he got put into a and great and situation in the conference finals back-to-back years, 3 yep. years whatever it was there. Um and almost made it to the finals. Going toe to toe with LeBron right, every year. Going toe to toe with LeBron. So you know, I think he's starting to realize it. He's he took it for granted a little bit. Uh, this Celtics team just needs to they need to break something up. They need to either get I say it either needs to go one of two ways. And um, we can finish the segment out with this, Ray, and then we'll we'll start with the college football playoffs Sounds and the cha- national championship uh, for next segment. But we got like two minutes left here. But you know, as far as this goes, the Knicks the Knicks look look like they have more direction than the Celtics right now, right? Yeah, I, I think I, I would I would statement. agree with that. Um, with the Celtics, with less talent. Yeah. The Celtics need to figure out what they're going to do. They need a a star point guard. I think that is that's one that's one option. And the other option would be they need to break something up and give it to Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. I think that's how it is. And I get that you don't want to swallow your pride and get rid of one of those guys, but if you're not winning, it's not working, right? And some at some point, every team needs to accept that, regardless of who it is, right? The Pacers with Sabonis, the Trailblazers with Lillard, the Lakers with Westbrook and, and Davis, whatever it is, right? Like, eventually you have to say, take a step back, look at the bigger picture and say, okay, it's not working. It's not working. We got to fix something. We put all this talent together, but if it's not working, what are we doing here? I just think they don't they don't have enough off the bench. Like, Schroeder, Schroeder's a great point guard. Don't get me wrong. He's but, good. But He's Marcus good. Smart isn't a starting point guard in my eyes in the NBA. Yeah. And I don't think he would be on a lot of other teams. 
to be completely honest with you. Yes, he's a great two-way player, but he's mostly one-way, and that way is defensive. Yeah. Sure, he can get hot some games, but I just don't think he's a player that— I think he's another guy that you would want coming off the bench instead of starting him right away to give you energy off the bench with Schroeder and go get a guy like because when they had Kyrie and they had Smart coming off the bench behind him, it was it was a complete swap of okay, Kyrie's going to drop twenty on us and then Marcus Smart's going to come in and lock down everybody that we have. Yeah, it was uh, a good it was a good mix up and I think that's what worked as well. And they need some big presence. They obviously need some paint um, presence and I think they need to go out and get a a decent big man because Al Horford might be hitting sixty this week. Uh, sixty one. So yeah. He actually just qualified for uh, AARP. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna go that. <laughs> I just listen, dude. I just do the studying and then I just bring it back and, oh, and tell man. it to everybody. Um, right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're gonna begin by talking about the national championship, and we're just gonna see where the conversation takes us. Right, I like that. We got we got a forty five minute show left here. What let's just see what happens. What else do we do? That's it. Let's just see what happens. We don't write any of this down. We just talk. That's it. It's any given fun day. It's Joey House, Ray Ostar, Kobe Brickner. It's 104.5 The Team, and it is the free 104.5 The Team app. It's any given fun day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Good vibes right there, baby. Nothing like some Boston on a on a dreary Boston Sunday morning here on 104.5 The Team. Uh, is this a foreplay long time or something like that? Uh, no, this is more than a feeling. More than a feeling. Man. More than a feeling. I was literally just, I just went back to um, Rock Band. I heard Boston, and that was yeah. the first song that popped in my head. Well, this is, this is the part of the song that I'll, I'll let play in the background for a little bit here, but this is the part of the song where like you really start knowing the song. Yeah, right? I'm probably it's, gonna get roasted for saying what I said. But yeah, probably. I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, but welcome back here to any given fun day on 104.5 The Team and on the free 104.5 The Team app. It is Joey Haas, it's Ray Osterhout, and it's Kobe Brickner here with you on a Sunday morning, getting you ready for Week 18. Never heard before Week 18 of the NFL season. First ever, right? First ever. Think about that. And we are one week away from Super Wild Card Weekend here. I'm ready for it. I'm hyped up. But first, we have some business to handle, and that is this Sunday's football games, and it is the national championship on Monday night, Alabama and Georgia. Are you ready for that, Ray? I am ready. I'm excited to actually see a good, you know, college football playoff game, and I think that this one won't disappoint any of us. I think that what's crazy, the craziest part to me is that Georgia's by two and a half. I think that's probably the most out there thing I've seen. Alabama's already, um, Alabama's already beat them. Yes. Right. They look, both of them look good, but Alabama's offense, I think, in my opinion, looked better than Georgia in the, in the semifinals. Yep. So how are you going to put Georgia as the favorite in this game? You know, right. There's some things in life that are just unexplainable. (laughs) Right. This is one. I'm really going to say this is one of them. Uh, I have no idea why. I get it has to do with statements of like the the strength of the win that you had prior. And I think that's basically what they made this this betting line off of. Right. Was the fact that uh, Georgia played Michigan and they walloped Michigan. Right. They made them look like they shouldn't even be in the top 10. On the other hand, as as lopsided of a game as it looked like on the on the scoreboard, 
for Alabama and Cincinnati, it really wasn't that bad of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could just see, you could see that Cincinnati was like, I still think I'll stand by that. They were the number four team, right? I think that they were deserving of that spot. I don't think any other team when it came in and, and played them better, I think it would have been the same outcome regardless of who you stuck in there. I think Cincinnati was deserving of it. That's a whole different conversation for a whole nother day. Yeah, I'd argue Point, Ohio right. State, but that's a little biased, but yes, it's also true. Correct, but like, you know, I understand. Um, but but grand scheme of it, what I'm saying here is uh, the strength of the win is what probably led them to make this line. And they say, okay, Georgia looked really dominant. All right, we're going to make them the favorites in this game, especially because they played Alabama before. And, you know, this is what we're going to base this off of is the prior game with them and then how the strength of the win that they had against Michigan. 100%. And I think the thing, too, that we have to take into consideration is Bryce Young absolutely shredded this, you know, top-tier Georgia defense in the SEC championship game. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Georgia had no turnovers against Alabama. And Bryce threw for what? Was it 400 yards, I believe? Yeah, 421 yards and three touchdowns. And they didn't even have John Menchie, one of their number one receivers, in that game. So I think the biggest thing that we have to watch for is can Georgia's ste- Georgia's defense step up because as we saw in the game against um in the game against Michigan is their defense is what led to their offense them getting the ball in good scenarios in good field position was the key for them scoring as much as they did and as quickly and early as they did their defense set up, sets up their offense and if their defense can't do that against Alabama it's going to be another show for Bryce Young and Alabama's offense yeah I agree. Um, I don't want to get too far into this. I got a lot that I want to talk about with football here. Um, but as far as this game goes, I'm not going to pick against Nick Saban in Alabama. Uh, I would argue, I would argue, I'm not saying this is a, a fact or anything, but I would argue that Georgia has the more talented football team on paper. Um, like I said, that can go both ways. I think they're two very talented football teams. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, I think Alabama is going to win their second consecutive national championship and I think Nick Saban is just going to further, you know, mount his legacy as, to, as one of the greatest uh, college football coaches ever. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think Alabama just has a stronger offense than Georgia's defense. And Alabama's defense is no slouch either. So I think Georgia's going to have a more difficult time scoring against Alabama's defense than I do that Alabama will have a difficult time scoring against Georgia's um, defense. And I just really, I'm excited to see, as much as it pains me to say the Ohio State transfer, uh, Jameson Williams for Alabama, their wide receiver. He's just must-see football. He reminds me, uh, he's a little bit different than Devontae Smith, but, I mean, this guy on the field is just absolutely electric, and I'm excited to see what he what he has going forward and what else he can bring to show what he brings to the draft combine and, and going into the NFL draft next year. Absolutely. Uh, let's stay on the NFL, Ray. Uh, like I said, I have a, a lot I want to talk about, um, so let's get right into it. So I created some... I just took some facts and some statements that have been kind of put out there uh, by the media throughout the NFL, um, different players, different teams, different situations. And let's play a nice game here, Ray, of like it or hate it, right? Okay. Something simple. Uh, we'll get into the games from yesterday, next segment. Uh, but there's been a lot of uh, just turmoil and stuff, I guess, in the NFL. As a lot happening. A lot of news players, as well. Players, you know, teams announcing what they want to do with players, yada, yada, this and that and the other thing. So let's play a nice game of like it or hate it, right? You like it, okay, cool, yeah. Let's let's roll with it. I like this idea, or no, I don't. I don't think this is the right decision. Whatever, okay. So I'll start you off with here we go. The Minnesota Vikings, right? A team that's kind of uh, been lackluster this year. Didn't live up to their expectations. 
And it looks like Mike Zimmer likely coaching his final game for the Minnesota Vikings. You like that? Hate it? What do you feel? Um, I do like it. I hate I hate it, but I like it. I, I think it's the right decision. Is let's say that. But he's a good guy. He's he's done well for Minnesota for a long time. Yeah, he just it's hasn't tough. been able to get them over the hump. And and this year, I think was the year to say, okay, at least make it to the playoffs and see what we can do. Because I think we have a team. Their ownership is probably like we have a team. They have that a is playoff built. level team. Playoff, yeah. Even I would say even more with the talent that they have on offense and a guy in Kirk Cousins who should be able to direct a football game. And Cousins, don't get me wrong, Cook. Yeah. Jefferson, Thielen, Thielen until he got hurt, right? Yeah, exactly. So you had a lot of injuries this year, don't get me wrong, but the fact that you weren't even able to make the playoffs as a head coach for this team with the roster that you have, I think it's time for them to see, or they see that they need to move on with them winning. Who was who uh, quarterback when uh, they threw the ball to Diggs? In the that was Case the Keenum. Case Keenum, okay. I wanted to make sure I was right on that one. But that was the last time they looked good in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I think that's a fair thing. I'm going to go with uh, a like it on that as well. Um it is sad to see. It's always sad to see a good coach, uh, you know, go and and. I wonder if really he'll find. No, I don't think he'll get another head coach. No, no, no. I think I don't even know if he'll. Is, he's an older dude too. He's so an older he might, guy. He might be yep. done. Um, but you know, if this is it for Mike Zimmer, he's done well for the Vikings, and yeah. you know, good for him. Um, Eric mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, uh, but this one is in regards. Well, earlier in his show, uh, this is in regards to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks announced publicly they have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. However, the future of Pete Carroll is uncertain. Do you like that? Hate it? How do you feel about that? I I honestly don't know how to feel because, like I said, I mean, I know this was a down year, but you had Russell Wilson out. What it was probably the first five or six games. Well, here, let me give it to you like this: Do you like keeping Russell Wilson and get, getting rid of Pete Carroll? Do you like the the opposite, getting rid of getting rid of Russell? Yeah. Did I say that twice? I have no idea. Keeping Russell Wilson and getting rid of Pete Carroll or getting rid of Russell Wilson and and keeping Pete Carroll? I think if one goes, they both go. I'll just say it like that. Yeah, okay. I I think that this duo has— So so I would go with a hate it. Yeah, this duo has produced enough and only had one bad year. You know how many coaches have three, four— I mean, look at what Lovey Smith did back when he was with the Bears. and um, I'm sorry, was that with the Bengals? Lovey Smith, Bears, or Bengals? Lovey I can't Smith remember. It was, was a Bengals coach or a, a Bears coach. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure Lovey Smith was with the Bengals. Um, but either way, it was the Bears or Bengals that they had somebody for three or four years, and and they had a consistent team where they were, you know, seven and eight or eight and eight, seven and nine, pretty much back to back to back years. And they just let him keep going. And I just remember Stephen A. every single morning going on first take, just him talking about it consistently, consistently saying. When, like, when is it time to move on? It's the same thing with Matt Nagy for, maybe that's why I was thinking Bears. Um, it was Bears. You're right. Lovey Smith was Bears? Lovey Smith was Who was the, uh, Marvin uh, Lewis was, was the Bengals. Yes. That's what, that's what Yes. Um, but both of them, honestly, had their time where they had very inconsistent seasons and for multiple, multiple years, and they didn't have the greatest team. Now, you look at this team, you had, a, you had to start with Russell Wilson, right? You had DK Metcalf, who wasn't really happy until the last part of the season where now he's getting fed the ball a little bit more. Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, you didn't have Chris Carson. You found a guy in Rashad Penny that you have going forward that you think can be good. So I think that this team has a little bit of a basis, and I think that this should give this a little bit more time. See what Russell can do next year. Evaluate a year with the team that they have then. See what they do, and then and then go from there. I agree. Um, Kobe, I left my mic over there like a like an absolute dweeb. Um, sorry about that. I would say, uh, you know, I think they both go. Uh, I, I was kind of on the on the bridge, but 
you're right. I mean, I guess like if you're gonna break this, if you're gonna break it up, break it up, right? Don't don't kind of do it. That's uh, the worst thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's a fair thing, and and just a little tidbit of information, and then we'll actually head to break, and we'll keep doing this in the next segment. Uh, Justin Jefferson eyeing Randy Moss's record. Uh, Vikings receiver needs 124 yards. Uh, to break the team's single-season receiving yards record, which is held by Randy Moss. And uh, Jefferson says, Randy Moss, I'm coming to get you. You know what's crazy about that? That's pretty exciting. Cooper Cup brought up as well, is that these records are taking 18 or 17 games to break 16-game records. Yep. Like, And he's still 121 yards. He still needs like a good, a really good game. Yeah. It's not like he just needs like 10. That just shows you what kind of dominance that Randy Moss was. Yeah. Like he he was just that elite. It's just it's just you need an extra game, and you still need a a, a huge game. <laughs> maybe to break it. maybe two. Yeah, to be safe about it. It's right. Wild. But uh, let's leave it there. Let's head to break. When we come back, we will continue a little love it, hate it, like it, hate it, whatever you want to say, like dislike, leave it, take it, whatever you want to do. I know one I'm excited about that should be in there. We will continue this next segment. Uh, you guys are listening to Any Given Fun Day. It is 104.5 The Team. And, of course, it is the free 104.5 The Team App. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Feeling young, but they treat me like the OG. And they want the team on me, I swore, and it's just nosy. Said he put some money on There it is. Head, there it is, baby. Oh yeah, man! I just I can't like I, I I I try not to comment on the music, but it just it flows through me. It's like I am the music, and the music is me. Ray isn't even focused; he's just singing the song. Now you can't put this on and expect me to be focused. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Welcome back to any given fun day. Yeah, of course. Welcome back here. It's one hundred four five the team. It's the free one hundred four five the team app. Joey House, Ray Ostrow, Kobe Brickner here. It's Sunday. Like I said, week 18. We got a lot of things to talk about here. Let's get after it. And, Ray, let's begin with your football team, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos get rid of Vic Fangio after three seasons going 19-30. and And it was the cap of last night, 28-24 to loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys had it. It, You could almost taste it. But then you didn't have it. And now he's gone. Peace. First of all, what a way to lose last night to start everything off. Second of all. It, it was a long time coming. It, it needed to happen. But here's what I'll say. It stems from more than just a head coach at this point. Like I was just saying to Colby before. You have a guy in Drew Locke that, you, that John Elway comes out in the public and says, this guy is going to have the reins of the Broncos going forward. You give him one season. He doesn't perform. You strip that away from him. And then you bring in another mediocre. Don't get me wrong. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's not a top-tier guy, right? He's a guy that will get you through basically a mid-year of hoping that you might make the playoffs with him at your quarterback position. What I will say is that Teddy Bridgewater is one of the I love Teddy. unexpected I love him. leaders that I never thought would be like a true leader like that. He's yes. a leader and he's a good guy. He's and, gone through a lot. And yeah. I think that he's just it's seen a lot. His character. A hundred percent. So what I'll say is I think just by John Elway's track record, since he's been a Broncos GM or owner, we have to go out and get a more mature veteran quarterback for it to work. Because I feel like when John Elway is looking out on this team and how they want it, how he wants to run it, 
he's acting as if he's out there, right? Like when we had Peyton, it was the same thing. It worked with Peyton for a reason because we had a guy like John Elway who could throw the football. Now we haven't had that. And what's happened? We've had three straight losing seasons. We haven't had any hope basically since Peyton left. And young guy, a young guy coming into the system isn't what we need. We have young talent around and we need a veteran leader guy to come in and play well with this team. 100%. Um, here's the next one for you. And I and I will say I like it I, as far as our like and hate. I yes, like that like. move. I like that move. Vic Fangio just wasn't to be it. Done. He wasn't it. Uh, next one here. The Cleveland Browns plan to retain Baker Mayfield for 2022. He has, I think it's somewhere in the realm of $19 million owed to him next year. And I don't know. I, I'm going to say I like it. I like Baker. Um, I need to see more. I think he's in a offense that's built to run the football. And honestly, I don't know if that is the way to play football right now. Like it's a high scoring passing league. And if you have a quarterback that is going to get fixed up this year and he's going to get that shoulder right. And, you know, I think it's really on Stefanski. Honestly, I do. I think it's on Stefanski to go out there and let Baker throw the football a little bit more. Uh, So I like him being there. I think if he comes back healthy next year, he's not a bad quarterback. And I like it. I'm going to straight up disagree with you and just say I hate it. First of all, just because you look at what the Titans have done with Derrick Henry and what they've had with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. He's not a great guy. You know, what he was in Miami, they didn't even want him and they gave him up, right? And then he came to Tennessee. When he does throw the football or he doesn't have Derrick Henry, he's in a worse spot. I think Baker does need help wide receiver-wise, but I think running the football is their bread and butter, and I think he just tried to do too much this season, and they didn't give the the running backs enough. Like, they just, they came out, and they were just throwing heavy. And I'm just like, what Browns team am I watching? Because when they started the season, it was like, oh, Chubb's got 150, Kareem Hunt's got 80. I know Kareem Hunt got hurt, but you have another guy in Darius Johnson that can run the football just as well. So, in my opinion, I, I just, I'm out on Baker. It, it's It's not for me. He's not for me. And I think that it's time to move on for the Cleveland Browns. I think I got one more year in, in, of Baker in me um, and just see what happens. But I like that. I think it go go either way. Yeah. Everybody's got their opinion, especially about, you know, well, we usually number agree. one overall draft picks. And, and We agree a lot. Yeah, it's we weird. Do. Sure. Uh, here's one for you. The Carolina Panthers willing to listen to offers for star running back Christian McCaffrey. What? I like it. Really? What's a what's a I running mean, back like that going to do on a team that's going absolutely nowhere? No direction. They don't like their yeah, OC. They don't like their head yeah. coach. The owner is out there saying that he made the wrong decision paying this guy, right? Everything's just kind of up in flames. Why are you going to waste a guy like that, right? Why are you going to waste a guy like Christian McCaffrey? He's not healthy anyway. You can get a good you can get a good haul back from him. And Abdullah, to, though, and um, who's the other one I'm thinking of have been playing really well as well? For the Panthers? Yeah, uh, Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard and, and uh, Amir Abdullah. Yeah. They've been, like, every time I flip them on, they're always getting 10, 15 yards of carry or receive, reception. Ray, everybody here knows it. I know that my take is always running backs are the most disposable thing in the NFL. Do it. Do it. Get a haul back while this guy's at the top of his game, right? He's going to come back healthy. He's in the prime. He's going to be in the prime of his career, hopefully, right? I want to see a, a, just a healthy season. A out healthy of that guy season. Again. If you get a healthy season out of him, you know what he can do. He mm-hmm. can break records of... All-purpose yards, no doubt. Like, that's that's just who Christian McCaffrey is. Send him. See ya. I like it. 
I think you actually just changed my mind because I was going to say I hate it, but I like, I like it. it just because, like you said, I want to see him go somewhere else. I want to see him on a contendership type team. Like, I know that Derrick Henry makes the Titans a contendership team by himself. And I just think What's the Christian word you're McCaffrey. Using? Contendership? Is that what I just said? Contender. I think I was. Is that a cont- <laughs> Is that when two contenders have a relationship to- together? Dude, it's called I don't contendership. even know. All right, I drank a little bit too much last night. I'm gonna be honest. Don't drink. Um, I don't even know what I had. I think it was Crown Royal grapefruit. It was horrible. Okay, just never do that in your life. Contendership. Um, <laughs> there you go. Derrick Henry makes them a contender. Sorry, Joey. Grammar police over there. Um. I don't even know where I was going. I'm with always that. open to new words. I'm just always open to new words, new phrases. I just lost. So thanks for that one. No problem. Dude. Um, Get rid of McCaffrey. Let, yeah, I like it. I like <laughs> it. Uh, next up here, and this isn't. I don't know if this is a like it or hate it, but it's a it's a bid bid you would do to uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Probably you know, unless the Steelers find a way to sneak into the playoffs here, this is probably his last game um, in the NFL. And uh, I like it. I mean, I guess that's the way to put it, right? He's done. He's passed what he should have. I think he played a year or two past what uh, he should have. And I think this could have been two years of, like, finding a new quarterback for the Steelers. And, hey, like, cheers to Big Ben. I guess that's it. That's where that's where I want to leave it at. I like it in the sense that he's not playing next year, hopefully. <laughs> and he's just he's ready to retire, I think, and the league's ready for him to, to retire. And, you know, you can love him as much as you want. I love Big Ben, too, but... I think just with the way his, his body's kind of changed and just his game and his shoulder and everything, I like it. I bet you would do Big Ben and see uh, see in the broadcast booth probably. Yeah, 100%. It's been a great year. Or, uh, not a great year for him, but it's been a great career, I should say, for him. And I think it's just time. I think the Steelers are just ready to move on, and I'm excited to see where they go because, you know what, if, if Russell Wilson plugs into this team next year or even a guy like – or even Aaron Rodgers or someone, even Deshaun Watson now that I'm sure we'll get to at some point, but – if a, if a star quarterback comes to this team, this team is going to be lethal with Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and a healthy Juju Smith-Schuster. 100%. That t- offense in general is going to be a problem. So I think you're obviously just past Big Ben at this point. I think it's time for the Steelers to move on. And the fact that they're even still playoff eligible with this guy at quarterback would barely walk off the field. Big Ben would have never will never have a losing record in a season. It's just wild. That's impressive. That's wild. impressive stuff. Um, two more here real quick. Uh, one is that Deshaun Watson, uh, the Texans are trying to move on from Deshaun Watson uh, by, I think, I believe it was March 16th. Yeah, March 16th. Uh, is something that in his date. contract, right? Uh, something in the contract, something as, as far as it goes into, um, yeah, before free agency opens. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say I like it. I think the Texans have already mentally and like as a team moved on from Deshaun Watson, I think they're ready for the future and whatever the future may hold. Uh, I think if Deshaun Watson comes back to the team, I don't think there's much there for him to succeed with. I, I, I'm in the, I'm in the uh, boat of, Hey, you know, let's make a clean split here. Let's get some draft picks or whatever we're going to get back from and let's send him on his merry way. Thanks for what you didn't use him a piece. Yeah. I, I think it's time for Deshaun Watson to, like I said, I think it's just time for him to go to another team. And see what's out there. You have too much of a history and a bad rep now in Houston. And I think it's time that if you get another chance, you go out and you make the most of it, right? Obviously, condoning what he did is not what I'm doing. But 
Absolutely. He's getting not. another chance. And I think people do deserve a second chance when, when things go haywire, like they did for him. And to have a guy with that much talent in the NFL sees before he actually gets to reach his full potential is just not what is good for sports and is good for the league. Yeah. The best thing for the league is this guy playing and healthy, even on a bad team or wherever he's playing, he's still going to be box office and he's still going to put up stats every single game. And he's going to make you want to watch just like, you know, our Mahomes and um, even Brady still and Rogers and the best quarterbacks in the league out there right now. Absolutely. And the last one that we'll do here real quick is Jim Harbaugh from Michigan says he will entertain offers from NFL teams uh, to come and coach in the NFL. Was John, um, John was never college, was he? Uh, I'm not going to say yes. I'm not sure, but if that is the case, I just think that. Some guys my, are just my meant point for just, college. Some guys are meant for the NFL. That was going to be think, my point. I, yeah. I don't, I don't remember John Har, um, would you Would you want Jim Harbaugh, no. Michigan coach, to be the coach of the Denver Broncos? Okay, absolutely not. So you don't want you want Michigan, you want my Ohio State rival who has who just, just was able to beat you. us for the first time this year you. in like seven or eight years. But good, he to come beat to you. Denver. He beat you though, right? Yeah. So that one, okay. Something. Congrats. One out of eight. Listen, I'm just saying. I'm congrats. just saying. I'm just saying. No, get him just out. putting it out. There. Anybody in Michigan? Man. All right. So you hate it. I hate Michigan. Okay. That was uh that, that was interesting. All right. <laughs> so when we come back, let's do our picks for the week. Let's talk about some scenarios. All that good stuff. Uh, when we come back, it's any given fun day. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, wherever you are on social media. Check us out at Given Fun Day. Um, and we always got the best stuff here in the Capital Region, New York sports, all that good stuff. So check us out on there. And uh, when we come back, lots of football talk, lots of picks. It's any given fun day. It's Joey House, Ray Oster, Kobe Breckner on 104.5 The Team. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. And here we go. Week 18 of the NFL season. It's time. We're getting right into it, right? I don't have we don't have time in this in this show. We never have time to sit here and and lollygag and talk about (laughs) Other things that don't include football from America, American football. Here we go. The AFC. We'll start with the AFC. The Cincinnati Bengals clinch the AFC North. Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC West, the Titans, the AFC South. And then there's a battle between the Bills and the Patriots. What's going to happen there? We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Okay. But here we go. I'm just going to talk about the games that matter today. So I apologize to anybody who was looking for their 4-12 and team. I'm not going to point out names uh, but if that 4-12 and 12 team, that doesn't matter to us today. I'm sorry. 100%. But here we go. The Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they play today at 1 o'clock. The Ravens clinch a playoff berth with a win, a Chargers loss, a Colts loss, and a Dolphins loss or tie. Ray, I think you were crazy for saying that the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. I think there's no way. Like I said, it's a hot take. Do I really believe that that's going to happen? I don't know. I've seen crazy stuff happen whether it's week 17 or week 18 in the NFL. And I think that's just a place where you just kind of look at it and you're like, I don't think that could happen. And then that's the one thing on Sunday that happens. So I'm going to stick with my gut with at least picking the Ravens to win, to win the game that they're playing against the Steelers. I will also go with the Ravens to win. Uh, Next game we got here, the Buffalo Bills playing the New York Jets, the four and 12 New York Jets, that is. But obviously this has a lot of, uh, Stuff to, to rely on for the Bills. 
Um, the Bills quench the AFC East division title with a Bills win, a Patriots loss, or a Bills tie plus a Patriots tie. I'm going to go with the Bills in this one. I like what they're doing, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a decent-sized win. I'll say this quickly. Shout-out to Colby for last week almost picking the exact score of the Jets-Bucks game. Yeah. Because I was literally sitting there, and I'm like, wow. How the heck did he know that this was going to happen? Yeah, but, that was impressive. I mean, obviously he didn't know AB was going to run off the field like he did, but... Um, Give I'm me gonna, a J. Give me an E. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Bills, though. I think that as much as Zach Wilson's getting better, he's not turning the football over. The Bills are got to be going into playoff mode at some point, and it's, it starts this week against the Jets. Yep. Um, we have the Indianapolis Colts, the 9-7 and seven Colts. Add the Jacksonville Jaguars. Colts clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie or a Chargers loss plus the Steelers or Ravens tie or the Chargers lose, the Steelers lose, and the Dolphins win. I think the Colts win this game and they're in the playoffs. Who are they playing again? The Jaguars. Oh, yeah. The 2-14 and 14 Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> that is. That's one team that I haven't seen much promise from this season. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. But I think I jinxed it because, I mean, obviously NFL put it up too. But Jonathan Taylor had over 100 rushing yards in the last one. Yeah. Um, wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, so this was, of course, yesterday, the Chiefs and the, and the Broncos. Uh, what happened there was the Chief, Chiefs quenched the AFC's number one seed with the Titans' loss or tie. So just keep that in the back of your minds. Um, we have the game later on, which will be the Raiders and the Chargers. The, that is a Sunday night game. So the Raiders quench a playoff berth with a Raiders win or a Raiders tie plus a Colts loss, or a Colts loss, plus a Steelers loss or tie. So basically, just pick the Chargers or the Raiders. We don't have to go into the, in the just, deep depths of, of oh my hell and back to, to figure out what's going on here. I just can't wait I'm, for I'm him. I'm not to, a math guy. I can't. <laughs> I just can't wait for him to put, after today's over, for them to put it on the screen and just tell me who the hell's in the playoffs, to be completely honest with you. I'm going with the yeah, Chargers. Yeah. As much as the Raiders have uh, had a comeback this year and the adversity that they have faced... I just think Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than Derek Carr, and I think that their offense is going to exceed what the what the Raiders are going to be able to do today on, on offense. So just keep in mind, the Raiders win. They're in. The Chargers win. They're in. They tie. They're both in. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 100%. If they, if they, if they tie, if both teams need the entire game, both of them make the playoffs regardless of what happens with the Colts. Wild. Okay. Wild. All right. Um, so next up, we got the New England Patriots. At the Miami Dolphins, this is an interesting game. Um, Patriots clinch the AFC East division title with a Patriots win plus a Bills loss or tie, or Patriots tie and the Bills lose. What do you think, right? Who's gonna Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win the AFC East? What's going on? I like this. This is This is what I live for. This is it. It actually makes it. It makes a lot of a difference because even if they only win the AFC East and both teams don't have a spot for you know first round bye or home field advantage throughout the playoffs. At least you're getting one playoff game at home. I mean, sure, we saw what the Bucs did last year. They had none, and they still ended up winning the chip. But I think that first one, especially for both of these teams, is very key. You have a home game for Mac Jones, or you have a home game for Josh Allen. The Bills haven't shown up in the playoffs past, past, or since they've had Josh Allen. And Mac Jones being in his first playoff environment would be a lot better at home. So I think that the Patriots are going to come out. Wow. And, and uh, win the AFC. Wow. Yeah, that's a hot take. I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, but I think the Patriots win. But I think the Bills also win, which means that the Bills make it anyway. Yeah. Um, the Titans, of course, if they, they play against the Houston Texans, uh, they clinch the AFC's number one seed. All the problems that the Titans have had this year if they win. 
I'm impressed with that. So just keep that in the back of your minds. Let's move over to the NFC. Uh, we got the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Cardinals clinched the NFC West division title with a Cardinals win and a Rams loss. I think the Cardinals win this game. And who do the, who the Rams play? The Rams are playing the San Francisco 49ers, ah. the 9-7 and 49ers. <laughs> uh, give me the... Uh... Give me the Cardinals, but then I, th- I think the Rams are gonna. I think the Rams are gonna win as well, so they'll win the, uh, the West. So the Rams clinch the NFC West division title with a Rams win or tie, or a Cardinals loss or tie. So there you go. You're picking the Rams to win the division. Yes. Okay. Um, next up, we got the New Orleans Saints and the Falcons, two teams that are still in contention. There, uh, the Saints clinch a playoff berth with a Saints win and a 49ers loss. I'm gonna agree with Eric earlier. I think Saints the Saints in? win. 49ers lose. Saints get in along with the Eagles. How do those Saints get in? Wow. Dude, what a ride it has been for these. Those poor Saints. There's the top tier in both the AFC and the NFC, and then you have that middle tier of, like, what has been happening all year, and how are you guys still in the playoff hunt? Yep. I agree. Uh, We got the 49ers and the Rams. So Okay, so they're giving the 49ers playoff scenario here. So the 49ers... Clinch a playoff berth if they win against the Rams, yeah. or if the Saints lose. Don't get me wrong; I don't doubt that the 49ers can win and beat the Rams. I just don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I think there is a possibility, though, that the Cardinals somehow sneak and uh, win the NFC title or NFC West. Okay, so let's 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 solidify something right here. And Kobe, you can hop on for this one as well too. Uh, so make sure you hop on that mic over there. But I just want everybody's takes real quick while we have another minute or two. Super Bowl predictions right here, right now. We can redo these in a, in a couple of weeks as we get closer to the Super Bowl or whatever. But right here, going into the playoffs, who does everybody predict? Uh, Kobe, let's start with you. Who do you predict for the Super Bowl? You don't have to predict a winner. You can predict the matchup. You want to predict a winner, go for it. But I want your Super Bowl matchup. Oh, man, that's that's tough. We don't have anybody really that sticks out as like a Super Bowl winner right now. But... I got to say it's Rodgers' year this year. I think they're going to come out of the NFC. The AFC is a little tough, but um, I'm going to have to say Dark Horse Colts. Ooh, so he's got the Packers and the Colts. Love it. Wow. I love it. Well, I like that. Inject that in me. Ray, what do you got? I'm going to go. You know what? Something's telling me, and I don't know what it is. I'm probably 100% wrong here. I'm going to go with the Bengals. They're just the most exciting team to watch. I wow. love their offense. I love the receiving core. I yeah. love the way that Joe Burrow's been playing. He's been the best, one of the best, if not the best quarterback the last couple of weeks. Peak at the right time. You win the games at the right time. Um, I'm going to go with the with the Bengals out of the AFC right now. And um, I'm going to go with the Bucs, man. I just don't, I, I don't think that, I don't care if they don't have Antonio Brown. They still have Mike Evans. No Godwin. Aaron Rodgers and no Godwin. I don't care. And no Fournette. I still don't care. Aaron Rodgers can't beat Tom Brady in a postseason setting. So if that if that matchup ends up happening, and the Bucks, if everything plays out how it is, they're going to play the 49ers or the Saints round one. Okay. So I know they're getting past that. I'm going to still take them. I'm going to go with the Packers out of the NFC, and I'm going to go with the Chiefs out of the AFC. I think I'm going to see we're going to see a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl one v one one v one. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me Pat Mahomes. Two healthy teams, hopefully, and we'll see where that goes. Genuinely, I'm excited for wherever this playoffs takes us. Because I, I think that there's, like Kobe said, there, there's so many teams up in the air right now. There's not one standout team, I would say, going into the playoffs right now. And I think this is going to be a really fun uh, postseason going forward. Yeah, so there's going to be a game on after us. Don't ask me what it is because I don't know. 
But there is a game going on after us here on 104.5 The Team, so make sure you tune into that. If you're out traveling, please be safe if you're driving. Oh, my goodness. Um, it is not safe out there. The I will rink. just say that. Yes. Uh, but everybody, thank you for listening to Any Given Funday. Uh, thank you to Eric for all the time that he put in here on 104.5 The Team, whether that be with Sitting Sportside Sunday or with, uh, obviously, Roger's show, Big Board Sports, from 10 to 1 every weekday here. Uh, Eric, we appreciate you, my man, and thank you for everything that you've done for me uh, over the years, and it will not be forgotten. You're a hell of a dude. Appreciate you. Uh, Ray, I appreciate you. Kobe, thank you. Uh, Everybody listening at home, thank you guys for listening. And we will be back again in a few days. We'll have the Friday episode out on Apple Podcasts. And then we'll be back here again next Sunday with you. Uh, Everybody, enjoy football this week. Let's get ready for um, Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend. We will talk to you in the coming days. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Any Given Fun Day. It's 104.5 The Team, and it is the free 104.5 The Team app.